What up, peoples? Thank you for listening to Cheryl Talk. It's your girl, Cheryl, and I'm here today for season three, episode one. And our topic today is spring cleaning. And that's literally and figuratively, I'm talking about spring cleaning. So the new format that I'm doing uh, includes the fast five, and that's five things that I'm feeling a song, a food or beverage. Um, or a restaurant or something or whatever the funnest thing that I'm into. Then I'll talk about and share with you a movie, TV show, book, website, or app I'm feeling. Uh, I'll have a person of interest. Then I'll dive into something from the news, current events, or pop culture. And I will give away the $2 bill award. And then I'll get into the topic, which today is going to be spring cleaning uh, of things in our home, as well as people and things in our lives. And then I'll close you out with a message. Message! I can't remember which movie that's from. That's going to drive me crazy. Um, Don't be a menace while drinking your... Don't be a menace to society while drinking your juice in the hood or something. I'll have to Google that. But... um. The Wayans brothers were in it. It was hilarious. It was a spoof on Don't Be a Menace to Society. Or maybe it was the Robert Townsend movie where he kept saying message. Or was it Keenan Ivor Wayans? I can't remember. Sorry. Um, It's late, really. It's like 12 in the morning. Um, However, I'm committed to podcasting weekly. So I was right at seven days yesterday, which was just 30 minutes ago. And I have to stay on target. I digress. All right. Back to the format. So I give you the fast five, then we'll do the $2 bill award, get into the topic. Um, I'll give you a quote by a famous person, influencer, or maybe even myself. And then I'll close you out with my always words of wisdom and love. All right. So the song that I'm feeling is actually, okay, it's by Alan Stone, who is this very, um, precarious and precocious precocious young uh caucasian man that i've never heard of and whose soul and spirit is very much like maxwell marvin gay i don't know and i had never heard of him until i watched american idol and he did a duet with this very uh talented young man named dennis lorenzo and this song uh is like it's just my favorite song of this week, the week before in, in general, and I play the song every morning and every night because it just, it just does something for me. I don't know. It just, it's just that song for me and might not be that song for you. Um, however, I wanted to share it with you. So let me play, uh, a little bit of that for you. Hold on, please. Okay.
Okay, so do you understand why I love that song? That's amazing. Oh my goodness. It just, that one, it, it just does it for me. Time and time again, it does not disappoint. So go on YouTube and look for that. It is American Idol. So it's Dennis Lorenzo and Alan Stone sing Unaware American Idol. It's season 16. It was on a Sunday or two ago. All right. So the food beverage that I'm feeling is Bell's Oberon Ale. It's a beer. It's a wheat ale. It only has four ingredients. It's brewed in Comstock, Michigan. It is delicious. And it's pretty strong. It gets you feeling right relatively quickly. And you stay in that mode for a nice amount of time. It's delicious, as I said. And it does the trick, gets you right. And it's always sold out whenever I go to the store. You need to get it. It's very good. That's my new thing. I'm switching from champagne to beers for the summer. All right. The movie. Um, no, it's a TV series. It's American Idol. I'm loving Idol. I have not watched Idol since like 2007. So it's been quite a while. And I'm really into it. Like I'm planning my life around Idol uh, to watch it on Sunday nights and Monday nights. And yes, I know I could watch it on demand or watch it on the fire stick. I like watching it live with my husband and we've got our favorites and I'm in charge of voting. I love that show. I love that the judges are coaching and developing future stars and they're not just being mean for the sake of being mean and arrogant like some other judging panels have been. All right. so. The fourth thing, my person of interest, it would have to be President Barack Obama. He is a class act and he is completely unbothered by haters and the lunatics like President Donald Trump. I just love that man. I love his wife too. I just love the whole family. I'm focusing specifically on him because he sat next to the current first lady, Melania Trump. They were chatting and she was smiling and she was lit up. You know why? Because she was sitting next to Barack Obama, President Barack Obama. Who could sit next to him and not smile and feel good and be feeling some type of way, like in a positive way. And she was sitting next to him and people were 
tweeting and it was lit up because they were like, that's the first time she smiled. She smiled more sitting next to him at a funeral than she did next to her own husband at his inauguration. Read all the stuff on social media, read all the stuff on the blogs and the news websites. It was hilarious. And it's the truth. The man is like, I want, I don't want to say he's perfect. No one's perfect. He is impeccable. He is like as close to flawless as you can get. And I love him. The world loves him. And I wish he could have had a third or fourth term. That's not the way our law works. So we have to move on. All right. Fifth thing I'm feeling. um, I'm not really feeling this because it's sad. I just want to talk about it. Is Prince's death was ruled accidental. uh, A fentanyl overdose. And that is very sad because I absolutely loved Prince. Like me and my cousins were obsessed with Prince. Prince, everything purple, any music with Prince, any movie, any TV show, any video. Oh my goodness. Like we actually thought there was a chance we might come into close personal contact with Prince. If Prince came anywhere near Cincinnati, we had tickets. We were on the floor. If we were not in the first row, we were in the third row. Um, if it was weeknight, we didn't care. We would do whatever we had to do, extra chores or sell blood to go to this concert. It was that serious. So um, when Prince died, I actually was in the car with friends and asked them to pull over because I was seriously like overcome with grief. Like, this is not true. Like, I was sick. I was just sick, like sick with grief. Like, he can't be gone because he was a phenomenal artist, like phenomenal. His catalog of records and songs, just, I can't even imagine what's in his vault and what would have come, what would it it have been. And it was sad just to hear that because he trusted someone um, in his time of need, he got something he wasn't supposed to get. And I just, I know that he was, you know, probably going a little too heavy on the pain pills. We don't know exactly how much pain he was in and anguish and everything he had going on and the type of pressures and stress, you know, he was under. So that was his coping mechanism. And that's how he took care of his pain. I just think it's sad that he had that accidental overdose and that that's the way that he left. I just pray that it was peaceful. Um, and he, he's, he's definitely missed and definitely still loved. All right. The $2 bill award goes to the person who has completely worked my nerves and just worked me like a $2 bill. And that would be our current president, Donald J. Trump. Um, I could probably list 78 reasons why he gets the $2 bill award. I'll limit it to a couple. Uh, The first one is he behaves and conducts himself like a grade A jerk, almost like a spoiled kid who hasn't had enough, you know, home training, as we used to say back in the day, and just maybe missed out on some love. I don't know. He also opted to go to Mar-a-Lago and play golf and tweet about the funeral instead of attending the actual funeral of former first lady Barbara Bush. Now say what you want to about the Bushes, say what you want to about uh, Republicans, say whatever you want. It doesn't matter to be respectful and to be an adult. 
he should have attended that funeral with his wife, along with the other former presidents and first ladies. I personally think it was distasteful. I think it was childish and immature. And I think he should have put personal feelings and agenda aside for the sake of decorum and for the sake of protocol and went. I'm not buying the extra security bit because he's done things already since he's been in office that have required a lot of security and extra detail and he didn't care and it was a waste of taxpayer dollars. So why not put it to good use for something that is a good representation of the office? So that's why he gets the $2 bill award. All right. Let's move into the topic of discussion for today, and it's spring cleaning. And it is that time of year, pretty much. I think spring is here, most places, or getting more spring-like. Um, we usually clean out. So we might clean out the garage, clean out the junk room, the junk drawers, clean out clothes, whatever. I'm going to talk to you about cleaning out stuff at home, physical stuff, as well as people and things in your life. First thing, clothes. If you have anything in your closet, shoes, clothes, uh, in your possession, jewelry, uh, home goods, housewares, whatever, stuff in the garage, if you have not used it in one year, bag it up, box it up, put it in the car and take it to a secondhand store to donate, or if you choose to sell, sell it, um, Take it to Goodwill, Salvation Army, St. Vincent de Paul, or wherever your local um, charitable donation place is. If you haven't worn it or used it in a year, you're not going to. That's real. Seriously. If it's been a year, you don't need it. Make room for the good that God has in store for you and bless someone else who's less fortunate. If you know anyone who's ever experienced... uh, you know, like a fire, um, having everything they own stolen. Uh, if you had to just jump up and, and move and leave everything behind and start over a lot of the immigrant and refugee families come with literally the clothes on their back and they don't have anything else. Let's say, um, I don't know, you, like I said, suffered a fire or you might be coming from another city where there was, uh, some type of, um, weather uh, event like a a tornado that ravished your home and you lost everything or a hurricane and you survived it and you're starting over. If you have nothing, you wouldn't mind having something that might be secondhand until you can get something better. As my mother always says, it beats a blank. So bag up yourself, box it up and take it to a local charity where this stuff can be donated and somebody can use it and it can benefit them and bless them. Uh, Talking about people next. Now, if you have people or a person or relationship, and it could be with multiple people, and I'm not necessarily talking about that kind of relationship, could be some friendships. Okay, let's say you got some girlfriends or whatever. Um, If the person or the people, the relationship do not add value to your life, enhance or bless your life in some way, they got to go. Don't let leeches and drainers take up valuable space in your life. I'm not saying that everybody has to do something for you in order to be in your life, that there has to be, um, you know, this, you got to give, 
or I'm not giving you, that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm saying if there's no value, if there's nothing positive, or if the negatives outweigh the positive, you got to reevaluate that relationship with that person or people and ask yourself, is this something that I should still be engaged in? Should I still have this person taking up valuable real estate in my life? And you have to ask yourself those important questions and only you know, and you need to figure out, should they still be in your life or should they not? And we all need to do that. I go through my phone every 90 days and I delete contacts that I no longer have any type of personal connection with um, because I'm not in the business of just having hundreds and some people have thousands of contacts in their phone for the sake of just having a person's name and phone number in my phone, just in case I don't want to live a just in case life. I want to live a very purposeful and intentional life. And if we have not talked or spoken and, or even texted or old school emailed each other or seen each other and had some kind of conversation in 90 days, then it really makes me, uh, take a pause and reflect and contemplate. Are we really friends? Uh, is this more of a associate or colleague situation? I'm not sure. So I kind of ask myself those questions and it's not hard and fast. It's just not, if we've had absolutely no contact in 90 days, you go, I just reevaluate what's going on. And if there's a good or valid reason why we haven't yet, the relationship you know, remains intact, then cool, stay. And if I delete it and you happen to call me and you come up not as the person with the picture, you just come up as the uh, weird no face thing, I'm busted. And we can talk about it. Um, I'm just too old to play games. Um, I, you know, I quit school because of recess. (laughs) So I just like to do things straightforward and be candid with people. Uh, Life is short. Time is precious. And I don't want to waste it. So that's just something for you to ponder. You don't have to do it. It's just a suggestion. All right. So let's talk about the third area that you could do some spring cleaning in. This is more along the lines of engagements, activities, the things we do, uh, social, community, and family commitments. Are you going to events and doing stuff just to be doing something? Um, or are you going are you going just to be seen? Uh, are you going and doing the stuff uh, just to be able to say, I went to blank. Uh, I'm a member of X, Y, and Z. What's your re- what's the reason behind the things that you're doing? The rationale is it for your kids? Is it for your parents? Is it for your spouse? Is it for yourself? Or is it simply for the sake of just being busy? Just being able to say you're doing something. Um, if it's not to help someone, uh, if it's not benefiting you or your family, if it's not a requirement for work or school or you know for your kids for something. Uh, it's not connected to a health or medical reason. If it's not something that will get you closer to your goals, stop wasting your precious time. You have to keep the end game in mind. Begin with the the end. Begin with the end in mind. Why are you doing it? What's it for? If it truly serves no purpose, it truly has no value, you should ask yourself, is this something I should no longer do? 
Is this something I should step down from? Is this something I should, you know, resign from? Is this something I should ask someone else to take over for me? Just think about that. If you're doing too much, it might be time to dial it back. My message to you is if you're running yourself ragged and into the ground and you're doing too much, you have too much going on, if you're taking on more than you can handle, you're not being effective. It's like you're shuffling your feet while standing in place. You ain't doing nothing and you ain't going nowhere. You have to focus on what matters most. It is much better for you to do something well, one or two things, than to kind of half a a bunch of stuff. I would much rather be the bomb.com at a couple things than be me than be mediocre at best at like 20 different things. That's me personally, that's how I feel. And my recommendation for you is that if you focus you can have a more efficient way of living and you can have a more positive outcome. It'll be more polished. The end result and the product will be more polished because you'll be more focused. It'll have intention behind it. So the next thing um, I wanted you to do, it's this exercise that I just created today. Yes, I created it, so I'm going to trademark it and uh, copyright it, whichever the two I can do. It's called the slices of life exercise. So what you do is I want you to draw a very large circle. And then I want you to evenly divide that circle into 16 slices. And you're probably wondering, why am I asking you to divide a circle into 16 slices? It's because On average, most people are awake about 16 hours a day. All right, so draw a circle, do 16 even slices, and then each slice equals one hour. Then I want you to allot or, you know, carve off every hour, those 16 hours. And if you have more, then, you know, make more slices. Or if you have less, make less slices and I want you to account for each slice. So like myself, I had um like 9 hours for work and then I had about uh, I mean roughly an hour for commute and travel. So and then I put in about an hour for breaks, lunch, uh whatever. So you know, that's like 11 hours out of 16 hours that I'm awake. So that left me with five. And if I work more than that, or if I'm driving more than that, and I have to go out further, and usually I really don't get breaks, then that could leave me with even fewer hours. So that left me with five hours. And I want you to think about that. Like literally draw the circle, divide it up into the number of slices that the number of waking hours you have from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep. And I want you to think about after work and commitments, work, school, driving, taking kids to basketball, soccer, um, baseball, whatever they're doing, homework, baths, cooking, going to the grocery store, feeding your family. 
I want you to think about how many hours waking you actually have left and what you would do with those hours. Would you just give them to yourself? Would you give the hour to a friend, uh, your parents, spouse? Uh, would you, what would, what would you do? Would you give it to a stranger, to a person calling you on the phone to buy something? Would you give it to the person showing up at your door to talk about uh, your uh, gas supplier? What would you do with that time? And then on the weekends, you know, figure what figure out what that looks like, what the two pies look like and how the slices get divided. You know, you might sleep in, you might even you might get up earlier. I don't know. You might go to bed early, you might stay up later, you might have less waking hours, you might have more. But figure that out, draw it out and see how those slices break out. And it will be very interesting, I think, for you to see how much free time you actually have. And with that free time that's left, how you actually spend it. So it's like, it's the daily slices of life. Who are you going to give your slices to? How do you prioritize who gets the slices? Who's eating the most of your slices out of your life, out of your waking hours of your life? Who's getting it? I found it very interesting and I've already been trying to be very, you know, diligent about guarding and protecting my free time. And I'm a recreational napper. I don't play about my sleep and it's a huge priority for me. And I have to make sure I get enough rest and I have to make sure I get my naps on the weekend. And so I have to have nap time. It's important to me. It makes me a better person and it keeps me happy. And if I'm happy, everybody's happy. So, you know, you have to figure out what your priorities are. I work a lot. So when I'm not at work, I want to try to be present with my husband and with our family. And I had to kind of dial it back on some other stuff because you can't just go, go, go. You got to take care of home first. That's the first ministry, home and yourself. So do your slice of life exercise. Dry your pie, dry your circle and cut your slices up. And I'd be very interested in hearing how that worked out for you to figure out who are you giving your slices to? Where are you spending your time and probably realizing you need to cut back on some things because there's just not enough. There's really, well, we say there's not enough time in the day. However, there is. It is a matter of how we use the time and what we do with it. I guess that's a better way to think about it. All right. The last thing I'm going to give you is the quote uh, for this week that I'm feeling. And it comes from Iyanla Van Zant. It's from her book, Acts of Faith, Daily Meditations for People of Color. However, if you do not have a color, you can still read the book because she loves all people and so do I. It is on August 13th because this is a 365 kind of thing, uh, a meditation a day. So it's the August 13th meditation about letting go. Uh, And it's at the very bottom at the end. It says, whatever leaves my life makes room for something better. That's very true. I talked about that earlier of you got to make room for the good that God has for you. If you're holding on all these old clothes and shoes and things that you're not wearing and using, you don't have any room for new things to come in your life. Everything has a season, a time and a place. And when we hold on to things longer than we need to, 
we disrupt that flow and we mess things up. So learn to let things go and be open to the new possibilities and the good that God has for you. It's like the closed hand. A closed hand can't have anything put into it. You got to open your hands to receive. That means letting go. There's another quote, and I know I said only one. I have to give it to you. It's something that's in my office. It says, you cannot, it's something like, you can't, you, you got to let go of the junk from yesterday in order to see the good for today. When I go back to work tomorrow, I'll get the actual cold so I don't sound crazy and give it to you next week. Um, it just is about letting go. You have to let go. Stop holding on to stuff and squeezing so tight that nothing new can get in. Let the new in, let the good in. That's all I have for you today, people. Until the next time, I want you to laugh more, love deeply, and live the life that you want to live. I love you. Bye.